What's up traders? Today, our first episode back in 2023. We've got a lot coming for you this year, so I wanted to kick it off on a strong note. Eben and I are going to discuss the most common trading mistakes and how you can avoid them or correct them. We cover a lot today in a short amount of time. So focus, no Facebook, no Instagram while you're listening or watching, especially if you're driving. Really tune in here because I think you're going to take a ton of value out of this episode. If you're not already subscribed, please make sure you do so. And now enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. We are hot, fresh, and excited for the new year. So for today's episode, I've got Evan with me. Ev, happy new year. Thanks for being here with me. We're going to be talking all about the biggest mistakes that traders make, and more importantly, how to avoid them. I think it's very easy, as Evan and I were just talking before the show, we were saying how it's easy to get on and just be like, new traders trade too big, and they trade without rules, and they trade... Like, we're not going to sit here and just ramble off the mistakes to you guys. We're going to actually give you some applicable how to change it or how to avoid it advice. So that way you don't succumb to these mistakes. Now, what's important to say, I think too, Ev, some of the people listening probably never even made some of the mistakes that we're going to talk about. So those people, hopefully we can avoid them losing the money or making that big mistake entirely. So I'm really looking forward to this, bro. This is a uh, first episode back from the new year. Are you excited? I know, you know we're going to do a lot more of these episodes. So hopefully you're uh, you're ready to bring the fire. Yeah, I think this is a good topic that everyone can relate to. Even if you're an advanced trader, you know these mistakes or you still maybe fight them on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Exactly, exactly. And we should also say, before we get into anything too deep, with ASFX TV going into the new year and you having streams almost every day now, your, I think one of your value adds is that you're very detailed in not just the trades you take, but the trades you choose to avoid. And I think one of the things that new traders don't grasp fully is that there's going to be trades every day that you're going to have to pass on. So like developing that stay out power or that like dis discretionary ability, I think is a huge thing that people can take away from you when they watch your ASFX TV stream. And that only happens because you've been through some of the mistakes that traders make that cost them money. I think you probably would agree with me, right? That you only can speak on these mistakes once you've made them. You can't just sit here and be like, hey, don't trade too big. You you really don't know the meaning of that until you've traded too big and hurt yourself at least once or twice, right? For some of yeah. us more than that. No, it's absolutely experience that people could say it, but until you actually feel it, then you'll resonate with it and agree with it. Like, okay, so it, it can happen to me too. So how could I avoid these? Because I thought I was special and these, this happens to everyone else, but it's not going to happen to me. It's so funny you say that, bro, because I talk to people all the time about the Black Shirt Club and like on my sales calls with people. I've got a bunch of them this week. And I find that some traders really do think that they're unique in the mistakes that they have. Like they're the only person that has made this mistake of overtrading or that they're the only person that has made the mistake of taking all the trade ideas that they see and not being selective. And I tell them, I'm like, listen, bro, you're not special. Everybody, you're not when it comes to trading mistakes. We all make the same couple. We all choose to repeat them just to yes. a different extent, right? It's the, the difference I think becomes when the people say, okay, I'm going to stop now. I've made this mistake. I've touched the stove too many times. Now I need to stop. So like you said, it, it's experience that makes us understand what not to do. And I feel like I've always been a believer of like, you can learn from me telling you two plus two is four, but you would want to know the other side of that page, the other side of that formula as well, 
more like the what not to do to get to four, like three plus two is not four. So it's mm-hmm. like, I need to also know the two plus two, but what is the three plus two? So I know how to not do this. Like what doesn't get me to my goal? And I think experience teaches us that too. So let's get into it, bro. First thing you mentioned, I think is a great tip for us to start with. You want to kick us off with it? Yeah. Uh, not having a trading edge to follow, following yeah. your rules. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's a lot of people obviously hear it a lot that you just got to follow your rules and you won't get burnt, but what are your rules? Do you have rules that you have to follow? Cause otherwise you don't really have to take responsibility for breaking them because they're not there to be broken so i think if you could have a back-tested system but you have to also have rules for entry exit risk all that and if you could follow those then it's a lot less heartache because you're not having to go off on your emotions and greed and all that exactly how did you come to that conclusion not just listening to me of course and like being around other profitable traders but what happened for you where you were like okay i need to implement more rules I got, well, yeah, when I had rules, I saw the importance of them because I got hurt so many times by breaking them rather than uh, I think I could break it here just a little bit. I know better, but hurting them hurt me more than just stick to the rules, stick to the plan. And I don't want to say it was easy, but it was like, okay, I know what to do now. It's very easy to just follow these steps and it turns out profitable rather than having to fight my emotions and just cause more struggle than necessary if I could just follow these rules it turns out it does help. You got me wondering, like, what goes into everybody's individual, call it like pain tolerance before they lose enough money and then either quit or realize that they need to add rules. It's one of the two. You know what I'm saying? It seems like your pain threshold was relatively low, where some people have to lose 100, 200, $300,000 before they're like, okay, maybe I should do something different. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder... Do you have any thoughts on like what goes into the threshold of like somebody like touching the stove enough and then saying, okay, I'm done getting burnt? I think it's probably partly ego. Of right. That's definitely how many times are you going to get punched in the face before you realize you probably should change something because that's not working. Probably. You're doing, pre- stuff, you're doing no, things good. Yeah. You have a, you have a system, you have an edge, you know, your stuff, but there's that one thing that's overhanging that's eliminating right. all that good you're doing. Right. So you got to cut out that negative. And you're even better on the positive side. Well, that's a good point. And we can talk about that too. But I think it's previous experience in life and in business too. Like that shapes who we are. Our belief system then comes into trading. And then that probably impacts how long it takes you to say, okay, I'm going to stop making this mistake, you know? But on that point that you just made, I think a lot, I literally spoke with a guy yesterday who's been in ASFX for a few months. He was like, what would be the number one thing you would tell me to do if you could give me just one piece of advice? And I said to him, Start tracking everything, all of your trades, all of your habits, and then start to cut stuff out that is hurting you, whether it's the pairs that are hurting you, time of day that is hurting you, days of the week. Those are the three main ones that I tell people to look at because if you can, like you said, start to remove the things that are costing you money and you can then at the same time just stay following your rules, you now have the two components to profitable trading figured out. Then it's just about scaling and getting bigger. So I think most people don't take enough effort or don't put in enough effort to tracking and studying their actions to then be able to cut things out. Most people are just moving on to the next thing, their instant gratification, kind of short-term focused in the future, very not reflective. So one tip that we could give to everybody, a big mistake that traders make is they are not reflective enough. They they refuse to look at their self in the mirror 
and say, what could I do to be better? They'd rather look at themselves in the mirror and lie to themselves and like beat their chest, right? And be like, I'm the best. I'm going to figure it out. I don't know what I'm going to do different, but I'm going to figure it out. And that mindset yeah. is just, it's corrosive and financially and energetically like it, it eats away at your financial capital and your mental capital whereas if you go at it from like i think a point where i've seen you make a really good turn is like let me study myself the answers are here i have these rules now like you have the courses and the back-tested entries you have the rules so it's like well where is that exponential growth coming from it's coming from within but without the tracking you get nowhere right yeah i really like i think uh i forgot who tweeted it, but it was the answers you're looking for in the market are not in the market it's because i felt i didn't know everything about the market but i felt what am i doing wrong and it was all about my in, like my mental my approach to the markets rather than that actual system that i knew and the edge of my rules so i really had to just go into what's causing me to hurt myself in trading breaking my rules can you speak specifically what rules were you breaking i wasn't following exiting maybe too late i would hold on okay. to some losers Okay. Thinking that, did I get an exit signal or am I just making that up because I'm greedy? Okay. You're just burning yourself, taking more losses than you need to or bigger losses than you need to. So what did you do? Just even with that one, what did you do to, to change that? Like, what was the, how did you make the shift? Was it just like, okay, I'm going to stop holding these trades past a certain point? Was it, I'm going to get out of them sooner? Like, what was the, the change that you made to fix that? I saw how many times it hurt me that holding on to them never benefited me. There you go. So that I really just, okay, let's see what happens. I may not want to do it. I don't want to close this trade, but my rules tell me to. So let's close it and see what happens. Let's see how I feel or what happens. So uh, review. It's always review helped you grow out of that and fix that mistake yeah. again. I always did a report card, a daily report card. Right. Not nearly as detailed as the one we do now. Right. Uh, that Tom made for you guys in the Black Shirt Club. Yeah. I think that is an absolute game changer. I have no idea how he made it, but. It's, well, Tom has previous experience with spreadsheets. So when you, when you give somebody that now has a trading brain and then experience with like, then you, you get magic, you know, because he's got yeah. strengths in both areas. But that's interesting that it's it was review that helped you grow out of that, which goes to my point of like new traders are not detailed enough with their documentation and their review. It just it, and it ends up hurting us. Like I tell the story all the time of like. When I got into trading, I would take three or four trades in a day and I would, the losers, I would ignore them. The winners, I'd be like, yeah, that's part of the system. That's it. The other stuff I was just testing. I was just playing around. And that yeah. like silly little thing, it sounds funny, but like that silly little thing cost me time and cost me yeah. money therefore. So I think we, we have a very big ego. Most people when they get, not everybody, but most people when they get into trading and you got to like subdue the ego, realize you're a student. And then you realize once you actually start to make some money, I think, and this is something else you do really well. You realize like, you're always a student. Like I guess a, a new trader doesn't really think like that. A new trader thinks I'm going to climb the mountain, hit the top of the mountain. I'm going to be great. And I'm going to stay great. And then I'm making money and I'm chilling when really it's constantly like this constantly yeah. just moving up you know i'm trading different assets than i was a year ago so if i just peeked out said okay i know everything and then forex starts not working for me then what do i do great point i'm done trading great point great so point. you got to adapt to the market as it goes with with that idea of adaptation i feel like a lot of new traders are not willing to go and look at new markets often they think i just got to be a forex trader i just got to be this it's like you have to be open-minded so maybe the bigger point that we should make here is like open-mindedness is what leads to overcoming the mistakes in trading i'm open-minded to say 
fuck this, this is wrong. I might be way wrong. I need to reevaluate. Closed mindedness is like, no, I need to make this work. I saw this guy on Instagram. He said he was a NASDAQ killer. I'm going to be the next NASDAQ killer. It's like, maybe you trade NASDAQ terribly, bro, but you would crush Euro USD. Be open-minded and see if your strategy works over there, right? Yeah, I was just going to say, people could see you trading Bitcoin in your win streaks, but it's like, that's not a guarantee for everybody. So Definitely you not. can't just say, well, I'm struggling here. So if I jump to Bitcoin, I'll do good. I think that that is the, um, that goes into the strategy hopping mindset, which a lot of new traders make the mistake of as well. And it does a little bit tie into your first point of like not having proper rules, right? They bounce from strategy to strategy after they take two losses, not realizing that every strategy is going to take losses, but it's about sticking with a strategy that aligns with your beliefs. So let's talk about that for a second, because I think people hear me say that and hear us talk about beliefs and, and mindset a lot. How did you come to the conclusion that ASFX and what we teach aligned with your beliefs? Curious to know. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it was just the simplicity of the newer strategy, A2 for sure. But even before that, because I've been doing it for three years with ASFX now, I'd say part of it was also definitely the community that we have of just, it's not just the trading part of just markup strategy. You're on your own. Right. Like there was everyone always helping each other. Right. And like sending feedback markups and I felt that it could definitely shorten the learning curve and then, yeah I just really grasped the ideas of oh these this is like strict rules strict strict entry and exit we get plenty of content to look back at and study and it just resonated with me the a1 and the a2 d1 I liked but definitely not as strong as it as maybe Tom or James are sure same I would say I'm the same way so does that confidence the reason i asked you that does the confidence that you have now in your alignment with your rules allow you to follow them more easily yeah absolutely 100 right and that's like, like a joking around i was saying like like when you break your rules you're kind of gambling and it's like you would think i can get lucky like once like the market could go anywhere but i'd never got lucky that yeah. it always hurt me so it's yeah like, but it's probably for the best because if it worked out it would have been like oh that that exactly. might work again Bro. if I do it again. So it was a blessing in disguise. Great point. Everybody, if you're listening, he just made a great point. When you break your rules and you make money, it's like it cracks open. This little crack just busts open and all these demons come out. And they're like, yeah, now we can break the rules all the time. Maybe we should do this all the time. You know what I mean? And that is literally will, will actually set you back. So the, the third part of this whole question that I ask you is to get to this point of like, you mentioned already taking the trades and like, okay, I don't want to close this trade here because I think it might go higher, but my rules say to get out here. That is an advanced trader's approach. And it comes from having confidence in your system for sure. Cause you know, there's going to be another trade coming. You don't need to get all of it, but like financially, when you see the money and you see the gain every day, some guys they're posting 4% gain a day, 7% gain a day. When we go at it with our approach, how have you overcome like that distraction from social media to just lock in on what works for you? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just, I really don't care what other traders are doing. I realize my own curve, my own trading career is going to take its own course and take as long as it may take. But yeah. I don't, I also don't maybe fully believe what you see on the internet. You definitely shouldn't do that, especially, especially if you're only true. seeing profits and they didn't teach you anything. Yeah. That's definitely no. true. I, I, that's a great answer. I think from my perspective, 
when you have that confidence in your system, you're almost looking then, at least I am, because I'm actually, people won't believe this, but I'm inherently a little bit more lazy than I come off as. I think I come off as like a workaholic, like always at the desk, but I'm actually kind of lazy. So when I think about, okay, like the new A2 strategy, it says to get out of the trade in full almost at one R, but it looks great. It could go all day, blah, 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 blah. I'm not here to be this all day trader. I'm here to make money and keep money, not leave money exposed to the market. In the same way that you just said social media can be faked, which we know it can. MetaTrader 4 can be manipulated. You could have a guy taking two. There's a million ways to scam people. I think that the same way with that unknown in the future, I look at trading like that. When I have live money in the market, there's an unknown of what could happen. Who knows? Remember when Trump was around, he would just start tweeting stuff and markets would be like, pew, 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 like it'd be all crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So when you have money still in the market, I think people sometimes like that and I don't. Do you like that or do you share the same mindset as me? Like, like I want profits running all day? Yeah, like they leave money no. running in the market, right? No, absolutely not. I don't That's like said, not what we're it, trying to do. No, I said on one of my streams, I was reviewing a trade I took the previous day and we looked back at the markup, it ended up chopping a lot. And I think I got one and a half hour out of the trade and the full move was two and a half hour, but it took another five hours to make that extra one hour. I was like, that's not worth it to me to have to sit here and maybe watch it and worry about it or what's it doing this next candle. I was like, I'm out of it. I don't, and it could have went five hour, but I was like, I'm out of it here and I'm fine no matter where it goes. And it just turned out that, yeah, it didn't move that much further. So I was out. It's like balancing this scale of like, stress-free trading, but profitable. Like I want to make money and do my thing, but I don't want to be here all day. I don't want to be stuck at the desk. So how do I find that sweet spot? And I think that that is something we should mention too. Like a lot of new traders, they get into trading. They're like, I'm going to figure this out. And my first like group that I ever started to teach people what I was doing was called Lifestyle by Design. So that's how you know I live by this. Ask any, like my buddy, Kevin, who's still trading with me seven years later, bro, he used to come to my house when I was in college and like we would have a bunch of people there trade lifestyle by design. He always texts me that. He's probably going to listen to this and start laughing. So that lifestyle by design came from the idea of like, I want to get in, make my money and move on. I don't want to be attached to my trading for that extra one R. Now, some days it's going to rip and it's going to go all day. There will be more money in it. But at the same time, there will be days where you'll be grateful to follow the rules and take the profit of that because it'll come down, like you said, and get choppy or go against you. And I think it's like a combination of a lot of things. So you have that wanting of like, I don't want to trade all day and I want to make money. It's like finding that, but then also learning from guys like Peter Brandt, you know, the popcorn trade thing. If you just cut those, how many times I'm sure if you sat down with a bunch of new guys in ASFX, they're in trades, they go straight up, and then they don't take profit, and they come down. And they're either washing out of the trade at even, or worse, taking a loss. If you just stopped that, everybody listening, if you just stopped popcorn trades, you're going to make more money. That's a step in the right direction. You know what I mean, Ev? Yeah, for sure. It's all about like what you're comfortable with. And for me, I have no problem accepting the fact that I'm going to miss moves. And you should definitely come to terms with that because you're never going to catch the whole move. Which is egoless. Like you're letting go of your ego to say, I'm in a great trade and I'm going to be right every time. It's like, no, bro, I'm going to read a good risk reward setup. I'm going to take it and I'm going to get my money. If I get into profit, I'm going to make my nut and I'm going to do it again. But I think it is rooted in what we said. And this is what everybody should try to really understand. It's like without confidence in your rules, which was your first point, it's very hard to say, I'm going to take the profit here because my rules say I should. 
you'll be in that win if you're not confident in your system. You don't really know its rules and its expectancy and its statistics. You'll be in a win and you'll be like, this is one of those ones. It might run. I can't get out of this. And then you end up giving it back. That's what ends up happening. Like you said, you never get lucky when that when that happens. And you made one other point I have to touch on too. You said, um, I don't want to be in the trade having to worry about it. What I would say is even worse than that is like, and I've been this guy, you take a trade and you forget that you still have a piece of it on. And then you're on meetings and you're at the gym. And you're like, oh shit, I'm still in a Bitcoin trade. Like, and that's happened to me before. And I'm like, this isn't professional. This is not the way this business should be running. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you just forget the most important thing of the whole business is it's in the market. No, <laughs> that, that made me feel, that was like a light bulb for me where I was like, this is not going to last. You know, it's not going to be long-term like that. You're not going to get success like that. Yeah. And you definitely have to at least put your stop loss on profit. If you're just going to let it run the whole day and still have the chance of Bro, running into a loser. You're asking for gray hair. You're, you're asking for it. Yeah. What do you think about community? Risk-free. Risk-free. Risk like, okay, maybe it comes back and stops me, but right. I'm not going to lose money on this by holding on to it longer. Right. So what do you think about community? Because I think this is one of the other important points we need to talk. Like new traders sometimes think that they can do it alone. Were you like that? I don't think so. Because you just came in right with ASFX, right? I, I did, like within the month. So I can't really speak on that. You and Tom, bro. Tom is the same way. And even Tyler is a Blackshirt Club member. Same thing. Successful yeah. business guys, never any trading experience because I, I maybe I do the right marketing and I hit the right guys. Some people come in the, right off the jump and they they get really, I, I think we have one of the best communities in the business for sure. So yeah. speak from the other side of the coin then if you could like imagine going back to when you first started trading and not finding ASFX, not finding the community because there's a lot of people like that. I probably would have lost a lot more money and it definitely, I take. I say it takes longer. If you're just going to try to go alone, you may be able to go further, it. but it's, it's going to take a long time. I don't even think you go further. I, ch I challenge everybody. I'm like, I don't think you go further on your own. You know, I really don't. I think you go further when you have other smart people collaborating and then feeding off each other's ideas. That's how yeah. any big company grows. So why would trading be different? You know what I mean? It's, it can still be collaborative. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every morning we're all talking to each other. It's Streams, the group chat. I had to right? sit at the desk for... Uh, six to eight hours oh, and not okay. say a word to anyone bro or just i took a loss but no one saw it so it didn't happen like <laughs> there's no accountability no, no accountability that's what i was just gonna get at yep yep so it's not even just like we're bouncing ideas off each other it's like at the back of your head it's like these people are watching me and like they they, they expect me to follow my rules so i'm gonna follow my rules and it makes you a better trader so do you yeah. think every trader then should not only get with the community but be a leader in the community to be held accountable to a certain thing. Like it's almost like every, but I'd say God, I'm, I'm scared to say that every trader should do that because I don't think every trader is meant to share. I like, I see good traders not sharing on social and not sharing and they do well. They, they are disciplined with their tracking. They're disciplined with their, they do it on their own. So I don't want to say every trader, but I think for a lot of us, we get better as we coach and as we share, you know? Yeah. And if you're not going to share yourself, then at least be a part of the community and watch it. So you could, you could glance at it, but you don't have right. to actively participate. Right. It's still a lot better than just. Well, that's a great point. On right? your own. Great point. Cause I have a lot of guys who 
say that the group chat is a distraction. Well, then I tell them the way to use the group chat is come in at the end of the day and get feedback on your ideas after the fact. Don't just say, uh, community is a distraction. I'm not going to use it. That's stupid. Still yes. get feedback, still get criticism. And look, if your ideas are sound, this is what people don't understand. Like you could give me, or even to you, I'm sure a guy that does not trade our strategies, the ASFX strategies and if he presents his trade idea to you in a way that is focused on risk and position sizing and logic and explains why he's taking that trade, anyone can give feedback on it because there's certain criteria that you know if this person is talking about size, entry reasoning, fundamentals, technicals, like those check boxes. If they're talking about all of that in their idea, it's probably a good – whether it was a win or a loss, it's probably a good idea versus the guys that – like can't explain all of those things. They can't vocalize those things. They're the ones that are more, like you said, in the gambling. They're not really using consistent rules. You know, there's no approach. Yeah, they don't know why they're in the trade in exactly. the first place. Exactly. They might, they might fit the strategy, but they don't know why they're really in it. Like, what do the strategies say? That That's why you should enter. That's a great point. What do you think about like fundamental stuff? Do you think a lot of new traders are getting distracted with trying to trade news? Or do you find that the, there's a good balance of news? Like, what do you think as far as like a new trader that's trying to use news properly? What would you say to that? They're trying to trade the news bar? Maybe not trade the news bar, but not get screwed up by news, whether that is placing a trade on news or not trading on news. Like what would be your advice to new traders when it comes to fundamental stuff? Yeah, I would definitely say open up Forex Factory every morning, see what's in the pipeline that come in this morning, all the red folders, even the orange folders we saw last week, shake up the market a little bit. Right. So if you're in a trade and you don't know, and even if after the fact you got stopped loss, but you don't know what did it, it could have been news, but you didn't know. So you're not going to avoid it the next time. Exactly. So it's definitely a lot safer to just avoid the news. Or if you're in a trade, lock your stop, be risk-free. Even then it could slip, but most likely you're better off than having no stop loss put in. But what about the volatility on the news, Ev? I love the volatility. That's what they're going to say. They're going to be like, Evan, I love I love the momentum, bro. I want the momentum. What dips you in five seconds. It's It's... it's it's funny because like, again, to be specific about what we're talking about, like a new trader doesn't understand what slippage even can do. You haven't seen enough news events and traded through them to understand how you can get slipped and how it can cost you money, you know? So they'll just say like, oh, this bar would have hit my take profit. Right, bro. But like you don't see in the chart, the slippage, the spread opening up. What else can I? So there's just things that experience just teaches you, you know? And that's yeah. got to tie back to our previous point about community because what do i always try to do when there is a news event coming i warn everybody this is one of those ones everybody like be aware yep. and they change right so it's it like go back to austin in 2019 2018 i didn't really understand news as much as i do in 2022 go back to austin 2017 i thought news didn't even matter i never even looked at it so it was this whole progression over the last six years that i've gained experience through, okay, every Thursday, crude oil, okay, CPI, NFP, FOMC, all these different things. And then you can see, okay, it's like, bro, it's like I had a bunch of puzzle pieces come together for me in the last year, because I finally understood interest rates and what the Fed can do. You get that knowledge, plus you get the whole picture of like inflation and everything that people are talking about. Then you see the news events and it's like these three things coming together that then I can say, oh, this is why CPI is shaking the market now more than it did a few years ago because yeah. it's such an important fact. If you're not paying attention to this stuff, you don't get that experience. So I always tell new traders like study the news, but don't trade it. That's I think a really good approach to it at first. Yeah, NFP used to be like the biggest 
Exactly. They did not trade, but we've definitely seen bigger moves than that. A hundred percent. It's like NFP is not even that. It's like it's 15 minutes of volatility, not a whole day of volatility. Where now, FOMC at 2 p.m., there's no point of even trading before the FOMC meeting, most likely, because it's all chop until that news comes out. Because everybody's like sitting on the edge of their seat waiting yeah. for it, you know? Yeah, it's definitely the biggest mover now. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So look, Ev, this is good. We did, I think, enough for today. I want to keep it short and sweet for everybody listening. We want you guys to let us know what of these common mistakes that we discussed are you most focused on improving in 2023? Just drop a comment if you're watching on YouTube or if you want to DM us on Instagram, and let us know what you guys are most focused on. We appreciate it. If you're listening, drop a review. Make sure you subscribe. Wherever you're watching, listening, we really want to turn this thing up in 2023. We're going to be doing more than one episode per week, so we need to make sure that you guys are subscribed. We're going to be bringing on a ton of new guests. And of course, ASFX TV is growing as well, where Evan and I are going to be streaming all week long through the New York session. So if you want to check us out there, there's links in the description. But for today, F, you're the man, bro. I appreciate you. Always a good sounding board, always bringing good notes to the to the table. So we'll definitely be doing more of these in the future. Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely, bro. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Again, happy new year. We're excited. We got a lot coming for you in 2023. So make sure you're subscribed. Stay with us and we'll see you in the next episode.